wrestling fans, are you ready? You better get those Magusta Pops. It's time for all the kayfabe. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we are not live. We're actually recording. Welcome to the World of KFA Podcast, a pro wrestling podcast. I am your host, the Venomous One, Nick Venom, along with my two good friends, the Professor Staggerly Crocker and Dan, the mother effing man. Tonight, tonight we have former Ring of Honor tag team champion, none other than the one, the only, the Beer City Bruiser, my man, welcome to the show, brother. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How are you guys doing? Oh, man, we're doing great, bro. We're doing great. We live in life. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were drinking beer. You're drinking Michelob Ultra. That's just uh, water. That's beer flavor of water. <laughs> He's already talking shit. You know, a, a dollar more, you can get some Miller Light, which is some real beer, some Coors Light, which is real beer. If you're watching your weight. <laughs> I can't tell if Nick's stunned or if his computer's frozen. <laughs> Sad to throw that out there, sorry. I, I think he stunned him into frozenness. <laughs> to the frozen realm. <laughs> oh, that was great. No, actually, about, about eight of these would get me drunk. I promise. Yeah, I believe it. Oh, yeah, like. I just went on a cruise like last week, a oh, week before last, and dude, like I literally drank five of these. Now this was like the bigger one. Yeah, yeah. It's the bigger cans, right? And I downed five of them. Now, mind you, also had a hurricane as well, so that didn't really mix well. And I was, I was paying for it, man. It's like, oh, you gotta drink water in between. Drink time. water in between. You'll never get hungover. <laughs> Tell me this now. <laughs> Like every every three beers, drink of water, you'd be fine. Oh yeah, well, now I know. See, I know from the beer city man. That's See? right. That's right. See, professional. He he, he knows what he's talking about. Anyway, I, I gentlemen, get paid, well, I get paid to drink beer, so there you go. Exactly, gentlemen. How are y'all doing on this wonderful Monday night? Good man. I got a new I got a new belt for my collection. I'm good. Man. This man got the big gold. Finally, finally. <laughs> two belts right there and nice. I got more in the living room some of Mark I guess no there's cool belts out there the winged eagle belt that's probably my favorite belt of all time actually my favorite belt um, is definitely this one right here right the one that came before not the winged eagle was yeah, the yeah. one that came after the winged eagle so basically it's the big gold but or the big eagle I should say it, yeah. it was the like the blue strap one, right, right, right. Which I actually have it real quick. Um, that's the one that Stone Cold had, right? The yes, the that's the one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fact, yeah, see, that's that's my favorite right there. Yeah, see, th this one is my favorite, but I wouldn't have this one if it wasn't for Nick Venom. Nick Venom sent me this. Oh, nice, nice. Dude, he did not have to, and he did. <laughs> Very cool. Like like Shawn Michaels, the boyhood dream has come true for Daniel Kennison. Yeah, that that was my favorite belt. Then, then the one right after the one Stone Cold had was pretty cool too. This was right. my all time that favorite. One. Yeah, that's a Stone Cold. That one, one. that one is hands down my all time favorite belt. I mean, this one would later on become one of my all time favorites. But excuse me, this one just looks great. I mean, and it represents the time of it. Oh yeah, that's the, the attitude era. Exactly. Yeah. They also had that new generation era logo, yeah. right? Like if you get it on the shop, on the uh, on the on the shop website, it comes with the new generation logo. Oh, nice! And it's like, dude, it's absolutely amazing. Like I was like, I I called Dan. I'm like, bro, check this out. Like, look at this packaging. Looks so killer. <laughs> so yeah, definitely. And it's heavy as hell too, by the way. Oh definitely yeah, all-time favorite belt. The heavier the belt, the better it is. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I also have the Ring of Honor title, which I keep in the uh, in the dining room of all places. Yeah, the the current <laughs> one or yeah, the old one, the, the old uh, silver and red one or the the gold one. The gold one. Okay. 
the one that was like what 2012 all the way to like 2016 or yeah yep, give or yep. take yeah, yeah, that's the bet I have. It is and my he's favorite. Also one. Got that, he's also got that beautiful IWGP world title before they changed it, and it looks just not a good design. Yeah, I don't know why they changed it, man. It was a that's good what I'm shirt. screaming, man. Like, yeah. it just it doesn't look good. I don't yeah. like that design. Yeah. It, the, the one they had before it was like the best looking belt they had. I oh, New Japan had all the good belts. Exactly. Dude, you know dude. what I mean? The Never Openweight title is an amazing title. Yes. Yes. Uh, I definitely love the Neverweight. I'm not going to lie. I even like the New Japan uh, Strong Belt. I haven't seen that one yet. That's the U.S. Zack Sabre Jr. No, that's got the that television one. one. Oh, okay. I think that's the television one. The other one is, is like a blue-silver. Okay. I say. It's, it's, it's pretty nice. Yeah. Absolutely nice. I, Man, I don't what, know Joey's showing it, but what do you think of that New Japan World uh, TV title that Saber Junior's got? I haven't seen it actually. I haven't it's, watched it's uh, so, a lot of strong it's stuff. So square, yes. It's so square. Yeah, I'm it's, not a fan of square belts. Like when it they, looks like an oversized, like uh, like a license plate. Yeah, yeah it, <laughs> like, it looks like the hardcore title from like 2001. Yeah, the yeah, Tommy. Was, yeah, the Tommy Dreamer belt. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like even the Ring of Honor belts had some really good belts back in the day. I know, like at one point. The, telev- the television title was like, it was a weird shape, but it looked really good. You know what I mean? It was like an oval shape in a way. It was like a, up, like a horizontal, yeah, whatever. Yeah, Ring of Honor's always had the cool belts. Um, yeah. My, like the, the six-man belts are really cool. I was there yes. when we first got them. Yeah. Uh, like when, when we didn't crown any, but they delivered them to the, the studio. We had pre-tapes and stuff. So like a bunch right. of the guys that were all in contention, we had to take pictures with it because they didn't know who they were going to put it on. Mm-hmm. So, like, some of those pictures of me and Silas with the six-man belts. Because <laughs> yes. you uh, – correct me if I'm wrong. How many reigns uh, with the ROH t- uh, tag titles did you have? It was just with Silas, right? We didn't have any tag titles. We always went, and uh, we were always the guys you had to beat to get to the champions, and then we were the guys that always wrestled the champs. Like, I wrestled the Briscoes, God, oh. well, at least over a 1,000 times just because – they were exactly. the champions, and they just need guys to put them over. So it was uh, me and Silas and me and Malone is going against them. Yeah. yeah. Any, um, do you have any fun stories with about Jay Briscoe? Oh, well, yeah. Jay was the man. Again? Yeah, Jay was the man. Like, he was a real good friend of mine. Um, it sucks that he's gone. Uh, yeah, I got a lot of great stories with him. Um, we, When I first got to Ring of Honor, he was – him and Mark, him and Chicken were one of the first ones to actually welcome me into the locker room. Um, and, yeah, and the thing that we had with Jay that was always cool was uh, he always knew that Malonis and I would bring beer to the locker room. And he was always – whenever he was late on the car, he'd always walk up, all right, boys, you got me those beers? And we're like, we got you, we got you. And as soon as he'd get done with his match, I'd make sure I have two beers set aside for him and chicken. So when they came through the curtain, I can give him the cold beers. And that's, yeah. when, that's when he'd start our night. And then if he was early on the card and we were late, he'd make sure that nobody got to the beers before we got to them. <laughs> so that way we all can drink them afterwards. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But I remember one time at uh, we were at center stage and they, uh, they brought their switch with, and the show had gotten over and everyone's leaving stuff. And, just on the spur of the moment, uh, Jay put together a, a street fighter tournament. So we had two cases of beer, about like six of us, and we all just sat in center stage in the locker room playing street fighter till like two o'clock in the morning. Dude, that's sick. Just drinking oh, beer and having a good time. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Hell yeah. So I have a little bit of a backstory. Um, me and Dan, how we first met, we kind of got together on a game called uh, Fire Pro World. Okay. It was available on, I believe, just PS4. I'm gonna have to say, correct me if I'm wrong, right, Dan? It was PS4. PS4 and PC. Yeah. So I get a text on my phone because at the time, me and Dan were in a Fire Pro group on Facebook, and he texted me. He's like, "Hey, bro. Um, I know you don't know me or whatever, but uh, my name's Dan. Uh, I play Fire Pro all the time, bro. If you want to play some Fire Pro, I know you're looking for some good competition. Uh, hit me up." So I'm thinking in my head that this is during like the pandemic era. Like anybody named Mama can freaking text. Like it could be a fake. I don't know who it is. Yeah. Turns out it was legit. It was actually him. And we started texting that night. We started playing that night. And it's like, we do, we played all the way to like late in the night, 
pretty much almost in the morning. Nice. Yeah, since when you get that good group of guys in, in that that era of Ring of Honor, we had like the best locker room. And, oh, yeah. and what was cool is, is we'd get done with the shows and, and we'd always go back to the hotel, find the hotel bar, and all of us would just hang out. Right. And I remember when uh, during the pandemic shows, it sucked because we couldn't, we were all in the same hotel, but we couldn't see each other. Oh, wow. Restrictions. But the day they lifted the restrictions, we we drank the hotel bar out of all the liquor. The whole <laughs> I was going to say, y'all probably <laughs> Man. Yeah, like yes. uh, uh, Shane Taylor talked him into get the UFC fight so we could watch the UFC fight, and then uh, man, we we drank him out of everything, and it Speak- was it, yeah, it was like so cool. We're like, this is what it's all about, <laughs> you know, just right here. Speaking of the UFC, did you watch the recent UFC? No, I haven't. I've been on the road, so I haven't watched it lately. Oh, John I, just, I got home. I actually got home uh, just a few hours ago, so I oh wow. It. But I heard, yeah, John Jones is back, right? Yeah, Cocaine Jones is back and now heavyweight <laughs> champion. Yeah. That's I heard he looked good, though. I heard he looked good. He yeah, looked great. It, the entrance was longer than the fight itself. What was oh, the yeah. entrance? What, it, well, it, nothing special about the entrance, but he won the fight in under three minutes. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, he's them, a beast. <laughs> them, literally, them literally wiping Vaseline on and checking him took longer than the fight did. Nice. I was like I was, an Undertaker entrance in a way. That's that's why I, that's why I stick with ordering wrestling pay per views because I'll yeah. know I'll get a full match. <laughs> yeah, there's people I've seen where you spend sixty bucks and he's like, "Yo, uh, you ready? You ready? Let's get it on. It's over." And I'm like, other, "Yeah." Other than if what you're the at, hell? Other than if you're at, other than if you're at Bash of the Beach 2000. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. I like when the UFC, when the fights go real short like that, and then they play the, the preliminary matches, and, like, yeah. the mat goes from being completely bloody to, like, the cleanest mat you've ever seen. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, man, man. Uh, first off, really quick, man, how did you how did you get started in professional wrestling, and, you know, what kind of drew you? Did you have early memories as a child and kind of was like, hey, I want to do that? Yeah, when I was um, seven years old, my uncle, he uh, he took me to a county fair. And uh, I was living in Wisconsin, and the AWA was there, and they were doing a, a show. And the main event was Bruiser Brody versus Stan Hansen. Wow. And Brody, they brawled right past me. Now I'm seven, and, and Brody stopped right next to me, and I thought he was, like, 10 feet tall. Like, I thought he was huge, and he's covered with the blood, and he's hustling and all that. And I looked at my uncle, and my uncle tells me to this day, my eyes were, like, huge. And I looked at him and says. This is amazing. I don't care what else is going on in this world. This is my life now. Yeah. And so I became obsessed with Bruiser Brody. So that's how I got into like Japanese wrestling and Puerto Rican wrestling. And and the cool thing about Brody was that he didn't stay in one place too long. So I was able to just follow him all over tape trade and stuff like that. Yeah. And then when uh I, you know, I get a little bit older, I'm goofing off with my buddies and stuff like that. And uh we uh another buddy of mine goes, Hey, it was after a pay-per-view. Um, and my buddy goes, Hey dude, like, uh, my neighbor's a professional wrestler. Did you ever think about doing it? And I was like, hell yeah. So he introduced me to him and this guy, this guy's name is Jeff Bennett. And to this day, I'm still friends with him. And he, uh, he hooked me up with a, a list of people to call. And the first person on there was a steel who trained punk and Cabana. Yeah. But he had just closed his school down. So the next guy on the list was a guy named Trevor Adonis, and that's that's who I hooked up with. And then two years after that, I went to Harley's and uh, I trained Harley Race. Yeah, yeah, that's actually that's uh, that I'm glad that you said that because that kind of leads into the second question: was uh, how was it like training under him? Oh, it was amazing. Um, every day you learn something, and and what was cool about Harley is I always tell people I went to to grade school and high school with Trevor, and then I went to college with Harley. And like the school, Harley would be at the school at like 10, 10 30 in the morning. So I'd show up at that time too. And I'd do like little chores around the school and stuff like that. But then I'd sit in his office and we'd just talk business. He'd pull out like old booking sheets and he'd explain why he booked stuff. We'd watch some of his old matches and he'd break them down for us, well, for me. And then, um, you know, I go uh, work out. And then I go have lunch with him. And then I come back for training. And like I was in that school, like, 12, 15 hours a day. Um, you know, then we had training and then I do the training and then we all go out to eat afterwards. But like, 
I valued every day I had with Harley. Like it was Dude, that's, an amazing experience. That's cool. Cause not a lot of people can say that they were personally trained by Harley race. Right. Yeah. And that's cool, man. That is cool that you got that under your belt. And I actually found out too. So this, this last weekend I did a run of shows and uh, Dave Sullivan was on them, which is like the weirdest name ever to be on a show. And I guess he was trained by Harley too. So like we had that in common. We became really cool, like close friends. Like we're like, Oh, we're almost kind of like family. Like Harley's like a wrestling dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. That's cool. I think wasn't Trevor trained by uh, Harley race or, or something. Trevor like that? Murdoch? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Trevor I, was saying, was there. I think Trevor was trained by him too. Yeah. I was, I showed up at the school, I think only like two or three months after he signed. Oh, wow. So, so he was on the road but when he wasn't on the road, he was at the school. And then yeah. we'd go to his house to watch the pay-per-views and stuff. Or like he'd get the copies of the pay-per-views and he'd call us all over and we'd go and we'd break down the matches and stuff like that. So that was really cool. And then, uh, when I did, when Malonis and I did our NWA run, Trevor was there and I didn't see him yeah. in years. And it was like, Oh, Hey man, what's up? And, and it was just cool to hang out with them again. I, I remember that you was in NWA for a little bit. It was like a, a blank if you miss type of thing, but you I was in NWA. That. And, yeah, man, the pandemic I, screwed that up. The pandemic I, screwed that up. The moment yeah, that guy showed up. So many places. Yeah, we were supposed to do the Crockett Cup that year. And we were supposed, yeah, to, do, that yeah, we were supposed to do a huge I remember run. that. Yeah. We're, we're the only uh, guys. So me, Malonis, and uh, James Storm are the only guys that ever drink beer out of the Crockett Cup. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. I it was, was like, great when I got back on the Indies, the first tag team partner. So, so the six mans that we were doing, me, Malonis, and Storm, and we always shared that picture of us drinking out of the Crockett Cup. I will say this. Like, the moment y'all showed up in NWA, because at the time, I was watching NWA, and I was yep. watching, like, every Tuesday, was not going to miss it. The moment y'all guys showed up, I'm like, bro, let's go. Like, Beer City Bruises on NWA. Like, it can't get any better than this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, fun. I remember, Nick, you got me into NWA Power, yeah. and then it just seemed like it, it it's, it's not the same anymore. It, it's, it's, out. A, it's a pandemic. It, everything, it, it screwed up a lot of things. Man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it was exactly great. It was, it was, my power back then was awesome. I mean, it's okay now, but like, man, it was just cool. Like they were, they're hitting on all cylinders. They were, they found that little niche that you couldn't get from WWE. You couldn't get from ring of honor. You couldn't get from new Japan. They like it, fit right in that little area. Yeah. It had that, that classic vibe. Yeah. yeah. Now, is it, is it, is it true that you had a opportunity to go to WWE back in uh, 19 and you chose ring of honor instead? Yeah, so um, I'd done a bunch of extra work for WWE, and uh, my last time there was in July of 2000, what was it, 15. And uh, I, was, I, brought, I was brought in to do the fake Bray Wyatt. So if you remember Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns were doing that, that run. Yeah. And yeah. Um, the night that Brock Lesnar, so I did the, the Monday Night Raw where Brock Lesnar rips off the car door and throws it into the crowd. I was a fake Bray Wyatt on that that Roman hits. And oh, really? wow. <laughs> Holy wasn't that, shit. Wasn't that, yeah. the, wasn't that the J&J security car? Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow. I remember that episode. That yes. episode was wild. And then the next <laughs> night, uh, I just came out with, like, the lantern and stuff like that. But uh, I know John Cone, who, who was in charge of talent back then. Mm-hmm. And he uh, – because I know him from Harley's. And he, he says, hey, you know, I said – because what happens like before the the shows you we do like matches and stuff and i said well you want me to go do a match he's like no everybody knows you can work but, like we just want you to do this he's like if you want we can send you to performance center at some point i'm like no that's all right and like he's like well just let me know and I'll, I'll hook it up for you and at the time ring of honor i'd already been doing a bunch with ring of honor and i knew a contract was coming so i was like no nah, i'm gonna do <laughs> this ring of honor thing and I'd plan on doing it for a year and then like going back, but it ended up being seven years and it was the time of my life. Yeah, I was going to say it turned out to be the best thing of your career, yeah. man. Yeah, because of Ring of Honor, I was able to go to Japan. I was able to go to Mexico, Canada, you know, everywhere. Well, and, well, and not, a lot, not, all, uh, not just that. I mean, you got the opportunity to wrestle in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, exactly. At Supercard of Honor. Yeah. I mean, not a lot of people can say that outside of WWE that they wrestled in MSG. Yeah, no, um, it's, trust me, I say it all the time because it's a huge accomplishment. Oh, dude, you, you should feel that way. Yeah, that's, that's, you that's, earned it. It's crazy. 
Lotus and I always tell a joke that we sold out the garden working Jushin Thunder Liger because in our match, Liger was in our, well, we did stuff with Liger in our match, but like Suzuki was in it. I did stuff with him. Ooh. Um, Fale, okay. uh, Muda was in it. Were, so, were you, oh, yeah, I was going to say you were in the, uh, the battle Royal, right? Yep. Yeah. 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 Man. That was really cool too, because, uh, um, when they were putting together, when you went out and stuff like that, Suzuki had pointed me out and said he wanted to work with me. He's like, Oh, make sure him and me, because I'd worked him before um, mm -hmm. a bunch of times. Yeah. So it was really cool to have a legend like that, you know, yeah. say, Hey, let me work with this guy. Cause I know. Yeah. Okay. And so I got to do a lot of stuff with, you know, and he wanted me to do the biting thing, you know, just the whole beer thing. He, he loved Dude, that's it. Sick. Yeah, uh, yeah. Nick, Nick, you're more familiar with, um, Minoru Suzuki. What do they call him? Murder grandpa. Yes. <laughs> Murder grandpa. Murder grandpa. <laughs> That dude is the, I've only, so I'm, I'm now I'm a pretty big, uh, new Japan fan. I only knew of him here and there, but man, I remember I watched this match with him and, um, oh my God, I came to a Kota Ibushi and that match showed me what fucking strong style is. Uh. Holy shit. Now I go back. I watch like wild Pegasus shit. I watch, you know, Nick, I show Nick shit from like, best of the super j cup like that was good stuff i love it good oh yeah stuff. with uh with uh black tiger which was eddie well, black tiger and, yeah. and, and and wild pegasus yeah Woo. it's actually yeah. funny that you mentioned that i think i have uh where's it at i gotta find i think it's right here no oh no this is awesome. we're just but yeah we're I, I mean we're we're a bunch of huge wrestling fans man Nice, cool, very cool. I am too. I'm still a wrestling fan, even though I'm in the business. I'm still a Absolutely. fan. Absolutely. So I'm actually meeting Mick Foley this weekend, and it's funny enough. I'm actually bringing. No, it's not socks, oh Joey. It's <laughs> actually uh, Cactus Jack socks. Uh, when, when you when you see him, when you see him, tell him I say hi, please. Hell yeah! I'll definitely. Hey, I'll you know what? Him. Hey, you know what? If you if you can, Nick, show him show him the clip of him saying hello. That'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how long he takes. But no, uh, we have a Comic Con coming up in Louisiana. Um, okay. It's uh, Lafayette Comic Con. Uh, Kevin Ash is going to be there, and nice. Mick Foley is going to be there for sure. Yeah. Also, the guy that did uh, Jason in Friday the Thirteenth, Kane Hodder. Oh, Kane Hodder, yeah, he's awesome, man. Dude, like, I can't wait. Like, the moment he got announced, I'm like, bro, get my ticket now. I'm meeting Kane, freaking Hodder. Like, I'm meeting the guy to Jason. Like, that's gonna be wild as hell. Ron we, Perlman's gonna be there as well. So it's my wife and I. Uh, we went to the New Orleans Comic Con like years ago, and I got to meet Robert. I got to meet Robert England. Okay. Nice. Fuck yeah. yeah. Right. And he is the coolest dude ever. He uh, looks pretty cool. Yeah. We, Robert England and Alan Tudyk. Uh, in fact, you can kind of see it on my wall, like right up yeah, over here. Yeah. See it right there. It's a signed picture, Alan Tudyk. <laughs> and it was my my wife <laughs> loves Alan Tudyk, and uh, she went up and said a line from Knight's Tale, and he's like, "Oh my God, you're you're like." Normally at these places I get Firefly or I get this. And she's like, no, Knight's Tale is where it's at. So he like signed it for her and sat and talked to her. And then Robert England, this was awesome. Yeah. Now, are you are you a um, are you a wrestling memorabilia collector? Do you collect like figures or just odds and ends like out and about? Or I have posters like old school posters and stuff. Um, I collect like there's the Ring of Honor, Madison Square Garden. Um, in my office, I got. Like the Jericho Cruise I was on, I got a bunch of old school um, Bruno Sammartino posters, like card posters, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I haven't done the figures X and ever had the room, um, but we just bought a house. So oh, nice. we, we have a room that we're going to start putting figures and stuff. And I got a few, I got a few figures of my favorite guys, um, but I don't have, like, I didn't go obsessive like I wanted to because one, I was always on the road and two, I had no room for it. <laughs> so, so, so my, my wife is literally laying in the bed right here next to me. I, I love her so much. Right. I, I wish, I wish she was just as. Okay. Oh, I thought, I thought it was me that got frozen for a second. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. No. Well, so. Um, no. So, uh, my wife gave me this one little section of the wall here by my bed and I literally, 
Bruiser, I swear to God, dude, I have jam packed this thing with AEWs. <laughs> I just picked up a um, M- uh, first edition Raven and AJ Styles Impact figures nice. from uh, back in the day. Man, those things you can't find them anymore. Oh. When when my wife and I got married uh, for the groom's gift, you know how the bride buys a groom a gift, yeah, but yeah, uh, groom. But so she, where she got her cake. They had uh, figures. They had like all these different like GI Joes, He Man's, but they had uh, the four pack of the the Horseman. You know the one with Barry Windham, uh, yeah. oh. Arn and Tully. Yes. And she she picks it up and, and she goes, you know, how much is this? They're like, ah, oh, we don't know, like ten bucks. She's like, okay, cool. And like she knew she was getting it for a steal, and that's what she gave me. And like it's it's out in our living room right now. So like perfectly. I'm a massive Sting guy. So last year I met Sting. Yeah. One of my biggest idols in wrestling, like by far. He's he's the end all be all my all time favorite wrestler. Um and I actually have a poster, like not a poster, actually an artwork of Sting that a guy drew for him. Nice. Right. But I actually ran into him at a at a con um uh, about a couple months ago. He's like, Hey, you're the guy that met Sting. I'm like, Yeah, I'm the guy I met Sting. Dude. Here's this poster, and sure enough, it's the poster of Sting that was from the Comic-Con of last year. But one of my all-time favorite figures that I have in my collection is the WWE Definitive Edition of uh, Sting. It's the Sting from 97 uh, Starcade. Nice. It's the one where he fought uh, Hollywood Hogan for the world title, which right. is actually the poster that Staggerly Crocker has behind him <laughs> believe it or not there so, it is yeah. so so as, as me me and nick i i know joey's a fan but man me and um me and nick are huge kenny omega marks right yes. so that's my latest pickup was my kenny omega street fighter figure oh okay that's cool and then these are the two that i picked up today keep it I got up real quick AJ, I got the same thing <laughs> aj and then raven that's the old school, right? Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. I have a, a shirt that's actually, because, again, I'm old, that, uh, of a Raven Dreamer that I bought at an ECW show. Yeah, I, 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 I bought like, I, <laughs> I bought that shirt at an ECW show also, yeah. uh, and uh, I had Ra- uh, Dreamer sign it, and he drew, signed it right over Raven's face saying, are you sure <laughs> I won? Well, I don't like. He wasn't happy about it. He signed over his face. It was hilarious. Yeah, I still have it to this day. And my wife, anytime she's mad at me, threatens to burn it because it's like my prized possession. <laughs> oh, so Jesus, my I was digging through a bunch of stuff not too long ago, and so my uh, my earliest memories of as he's walking away. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Nick. No, my uh, I still have the ticket stub from 1989. When my um, my grandma took me to go see Hulk Hogan wrestle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, here in Houston, and I'll. This is never going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, when my when Trevor, the guy who originally broke me and passed away, he gave me a, a box of just like old school wrestling memorabilia, and it's got a mm-hmm. bunch of uh, ticket stubs from like the Milwaukee Auditorium and all that. Oh wow! And uh, I was at the Saturday Night's main event when I was a kid when um. Macho turned on Hogan. No. Way. Oh yeah, shit. I was there. Yeah, I was there. My my dad took me. I mean, we were like way up in the nosebleeds. Um, but we we're Jeez. going through that and we found a, a little thing from there too, and that was really cool. Dude, that's awesome. My, yeah, that's awesome. My um I still have the original Hulk Hogan bandana that my grandma bought me that night because me, I'm back then who wasn't a Hulkamaniac. Yeah, brother. And I, I still have that thing to my day this day. I'm gonna shadow yeah, box brother. That. I'm gonna shadow box that with this one day. Yeah, brother. Okay. okay. I don't think that's gonna work, brother. He's a real American, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> no, but uh... uh well, anyways, you mentioned the Jericho cruise earlier. Do you have any fun stories about being on the Jericho cruise? Because I've always heard wild stories from like uh, wrestlers I about go- other cruises. Oh, I love the Jericho cruise, man. That was a blast. Um the first thing that we all thought of was like, how are we going to wrestle in a boat? <laughs> like, wow, how is this going to happen? And uh, they brought in like an engineer to like, to show us how it was. And we're like, yeah, hey, as long as it's safe, we're okay. Um, but I, yeah, that was, that was a time of my life. Um, 
I remember one time a lady, I was getting into an elevator um, to go do the meet and greet and I had a bottle of water and the lady started like, not crying, but she was like blown away. She's like, well, what are you doing? And I says, what do you mean? She's like, you're drinking water. I thought all you drank was beer. I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm human. <laughs> I need water. So, so now anytime I do meet and greets and stuff, I always have a beer in my pocket. So that way if fans come, I can quickly pull the beer out and put like there water bottle back in my pocket. Yeah. Keep kayfabe alive. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Keep kayfabe alive. Yeah. <laughs> um, has, has anybody reached out to you about the new ring of honor? And um, I mean, would you, would you go back to it if they offered question. it to you? Um, I've been in contact with them. Um, the last couple of times I talked to them, they're always like, you know, well, we don't know what we're doing yet with it. Cause I didn't know. Cause it was literally bought last minute. Um, and I'm more talking about doing like a producer agent role in the back cool. um, instead of like on screen because, uh, you know, I'm old and I'm beat up and stuff like that. But, uh, there's never, it, it's always just been, you know, Hey, we got, you know, they, they eventually are going to get TV back. They're eventually going to do this. And, and it's like, okay. And then they announced the TV and stuff and they already all booked up. Um, but I've been talking to them, just waiting for the, the go ahead to go back. So until then I'll keep doing the Indies. There you go. So who, um, what, who, Oh, go ahead. So what, uh, so what indie shows you do right at this moment? Oh, I'm all over the place. Um, I live in North Carolina now. So, uh, there's a company out here called AML. Mm-hmm. They put on a uh, wrestlecade every year. It's a big giant wrestling okay. convention. Yeah. Um, they're like a huge company out here in North Carolina. Um, they're one of my regulars. I just got back from, uh, Nebraska. Okay. Uh, I did some shows out there. Um, I'm out in Kansas a lot. I mean, I'm everywhere right now. Tennessee for Imperial pro wrestling is another one I've been doing. <clears throat> um, I'm trying to think like uh warrior wrestling in Chicago. I've been talking to them. Um, just doing what I can to keep busy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we actually have a buddy that lives out in Chicago area. Uh, he has his own podcast called the uh, juice pro wrestling podcast, which you guys can check out by the way. Um, <laughs> my buddy juice, he normally does this. Like he normally goes to the shows at warrior. Okay. Um, have you ever like attended to a warrior show at like as a fan or like, have you ever been to like, have you ever competed in a re- warrior show? No, not yet. I've been talking to them. Um, and then when, when Ring of Honor shut down and stuff, you know, I reached out to them and then we just never could line up dates. So hopefully this summer we'll be able to do it. Yeah, yeah. apparently apparently Juice says the the Warrior product uh, is really good. Yeah, yeah they they do they, they do a good show and then they're on the uh fight T V plus yeah. thingy. Which is a great deal. <laughs> yeah. Juice told me about that. It, it it's really good stuff. I think like they did Osprey versus I believe Brian Cage. Yeah, for the world yeah. title. I remember that, and that was like an absolutely a, it was an amazing match. Yeah, you know one of the mean? guys that I uh, I trained in wrestling as a referee, his name's Perch, uh, Dan Perch, and he he does all the Warrior stuff. He does all the GCW stuff, um, and stuff like that. Um, as far as me, I've also been I did some stuff for Impact uh, back in November. Um, worked for them a few times. I've been talking to GCW, but again, can't get dates lined up. So, are you a um, are are you a GCW fan? I know they're not for everybody, but man, they put on some good shows when yes, they, they do. I don't want to say I don't want to say when they want to. Yeah, but it's those niche shows that GCW know. man had. <laughs> I'm a I'm a fan of professional wrestling. So if any promoter wants to pay me to come in and wrestle, I'll come in and wrestle. You know, I don't yeah. care what what they got. They got some good guys there that I'm friends with, and you know, Brett did the right thing during the pandemic. You know, he kept GCW alive doing those yeah. shows, and, and he made it a thing. Man, and, I'm glad uh, they got the chance to do Hammerstein. That was good for them. Yeah, like he he's doing a good thing out there. You know, and he's giving a lot of guys exposure because he's got a really good thing with the streaming service and stuff. And yeah. Like I said, he he took the pandemic as a challenge and he made GCW into something, you know, because yeah. you think about it, that was literally the only thing you could watch during the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, cause, yeah, because I think what next week, guys, we have Sam Stackhouse from GCW. Yeah. On? Yeah, yeah. I think we do. Yeah, yeah. I, I I love GCW around this time, man, because I love the collective. There's so many events. And you got Joey Janela Spring Break, and you also got uh Josh World Brian's on Lucha. Yeah. yeah, the World of Lucha. 
I did a show with uh, Stackhouse um, in uh, was it Missouri, Springfield, Missouri. Oh, and he had a, right. he had a really, I don't know the guy he okay. worked. He had a really. It was my first time meeting him. I knew him, but it was my first time meeting him. Yeah. And he goes, "Hey man, can you watch my match and, and give me any advice?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." And he had a really good match. Uh, he really knows how to work his size and and like he, hopefully they give him a huge push in GCW. Yeah. You know, because he's a, he's a hell of a he's a great guy out of the ring. He's a hell of a worker too. Yeah, no, yeah, and it's impressive a man of his size. I can pull off a moonsault, man. Yeah, yeah, that's impressive. That's yeah. like Bam Bam Bigelow type, of dude. Yeah, like, yeah, the dude can do a hell of a moonsault for for a man his size. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The match he had that I, he had me watch. I was really impressed, and, and I'd seen him before because because again, my student uh, Perch wrestles, so he always sends me matches that he refs because he wants me to critique him, and well, he's in a lot of stack offs matches. So. so. Let me ask you this, okay? So we had Kid Cash on the show about a couple episodes ago, and okay. he kind of talked about the whole a- AEW thing and how people at AEW don't like critique. They don't like to have criticism and stuff like that. <laughs> I've heard that. How do you feel about the criticism today in wrestling? You have to get critique to get better. Right. Like, so what I tell my students, because I train here at AML, they have a training facility. So I train and I tell the students too, I'm not here to be your friend. I'm here to be your teacher. If right. you, if you, you know, we're here at training, I'm going to tell you everything you did wrong. Because if I tell you everything you did right, you're not going to correct the stuff you did wrong to get better. So if I see something in your match, I'm not critiquing it because I, it's a personal thing. It's not I'm critiquing it because I don't like you. I'm critiquing it because you're doing it and you need to make it better. Right. And I don't see how you can't get better without being critiqued. You know, like I, I still get critiqued to this day. I, I still, after my matches, will find guys like, Hey, what'd you think? You know, what do I need to work on? Especially like I just, this last loop I did, uh, Sean Hernandez was on the show. And I says, Hey man, watch my stuff. And you know, I came back and he's like, Oh bro, you don't, you don't, don't, you don't need to work. I think it's man, please tell me something. Cause like, I'm not perfect. You know, nobody's perfect. And I want my matches. Yeah. They're entertaining, but I want to get better and I want to continue right. to get better. Like I want my legacy to live on. It's like when they think Bruce city bruiser, like, Oh yeah, that guy could go. And, and he's like, okay, well, I guess what to think, you know, this you could work on. And like, when I heard that stuff about AEW, I'm like, that's just believing your own shit, man. You know, like yeah. you believe in your own hype, like good for you. You got a contract, but guess what? Your contract can be taken away just like that. You know, like the cool thing about ring of honor is I was surrounded by guys like Jay lethal, uh, bully Ray, yeah. the Briscoes delirious. Who was the booker, you know, uh, even Matt Taven, who were the same, same years in the business, but he's done a lot, you know? Um, and then you brought up, you know, they brought up the new Japan guys. So I got to learn from like Suzuki Liger, uh, G O D. Um, yeah, like, uh, uh, go to her, you know, Hiroshi Goto and all that and all that stuff. And it's like the good brothers came over and it's like, we're always picking their brain. Like, Hey, what can we do to get better? What can we do to this? And then yeah. it was like, that's what the locker room wanted to do. Cause we wanted to be better. Right. I don't get, why you don't want to be critiqued, you know, like if you go out there and think you have a perfect match every single time, what's the point of doing this? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you should want to be better. So the next time you go out, the fans don't get bored with you, you know? Yeah. Now, did you, when, uh, in your stint in ring of honor, did you ever have any, uh, interactions with Omega backstage? Like how was he? So I've known Omega for years. Um, when I did the Har- Harley race camp, my first camp, Har- um, Omega was there. So I've known him for years. So like when he came in to, to ring of honor, like we already knew each other. So I was yeah. like, Hey man, what's up? You know? And it was really cool right. to see the success he had in Japan and stuff like that. So like, it wasn't, it wasn't any, like I wasn't starstruck because I've known him, you know, gotcha. I, I, I know him forever. So like, again, the Jericho crew is like, you know, hanging out with him and stuff. Cause I know, right. him, you know, and then I think it got status with the Bucks Cause like, we, me and Silas did a program with the Bucks, and then me and Malonis did a program with the Bucks and Cody. Yeah. And, and it was like, um, I think because Omega had said something, you know, like, hey, you know, he's a good guy. These are good guys. So that, that carried some water, you know? Yeah. So I actually have a thing. So at the time, back in 2015, see, I would watch Ring of Honor. I would hear about Ring of Honor back in like 2012, like during the, the Kevin Steens and your El Generico's and your Davey Richards. 
it, it, it was around that time, like everything was doing great. Adam Cole was becoming like a household name. Mm-hmm. And I would hear about that. And it's like, I want to, I want to check out Ring of Honor. So I check out Ring of Honor and I watched the Kevin Steen versus El Generico match. And it was amazing. The, the yeah. latter match, right? Yep. yep. Or the TLC match, whatever you want to call it. And I stopped watching it for a little bit because it was hard down here in Louisiana to catch Ring of Honor until like 2015 where it was on Destination America. As a matter of fact, it would come on right after Impact Wrestling. Yeah. Right? And so I would watch you. I would watch AJ Styles. I would watch, you know, the Young Bucks and, and so on and so forth. How did it feel to have AJ Styles in Ring of Honor at that time before he had got signed on to WWE? <laughs> it was really cool. It's actually a funny story. Uh, <laughs> AJ, every time I'd wrestle, I'd come back and ask for his advice. He'd look at me and go, you know, you're one of my favorite wrestlers. And like, <laughs> he'd always tell me that. I don't know if it was a rib or not, but it was always cool, you know, and, and uh, it, it was just cool to pick his brain, you know, because yeah. he, he had the whole, him and like Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, like all those guys, we used to go pick their brains. But yeah, that was the AJ I would say, you know, you're one of my favorite wrestlers. I'm like, oh, thanks, man. It, it, it started with, you know, you're slowly becoming one of my favorite wrestlers. And then yeah. I remember the Hammerstein ballroom we were in and I just got done with my match and I got in the back and he goes, you know what? You're now one of my favorite wrestlers. And I was like, all right, cool. I went up, the, you know, I went up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the thing about Ring of Honor was at that time, it's like it was starting to get bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger. And to the point that where Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks are starting to become a big thing. Adam Cole was at that point the three-time Ring of Honor champ, and it was starting to get great. Like everything about Ring of Honor was still getting great around that time. And I remember watching like the Being the Elite stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And it would show that much ROH, and it was like that was about the most I've watched Ring of Honor. Now at the time, all I could watch Ring of Honor was, of course, Destination America. And then I ended up getting on a club and it was like, oh my God, like it was so amazing. Like the, 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 the fan was amazing. The fan experience was amazing. You know what yeah. I mean? So like, how did it feel to be a part of ring of honor at that time? Uh, it was really With cool. Crowd-wise. It was really cool. Cause I started when they were still just doing like bingo halls and stuff like that. Right. So it was really cool to see the growth from, from that little company all the way up into what it became. And then, um, you know, it, it was like, wow, we're really doing something, you know? Yeah. And then, and then like the money started coming in with like the contracts and stuff. It's like, wow, we really got something going on here. Yeah. And it was really cool as we were all pushing each other in the locker room. So like that first match would go out, you know, say it was like a Will Fryer versus cheeseburger and they, they'd set the bar high. Yeah. And then following that, you know, you, you'd have like a, um, Silas Young Kenny King match, you know, and it, it moved up even higher than like Dalton Castle that, you know, and it, every match moved that bar up. And instead of all of us being jealous of each other, we pushed each other. Like, let's top that. All right. They just did this. Let's top that. So by the time the main event came on, they were putting on huge spectacular matches and the fans, you know, our goal was to make sure the fans left exhausted because they were just yeah. taking on a roller coaster. And it was so cool to experience going from the little, the little halls all the way up into the major ones to Madison square garden, you know, and then, I remember when Bucks and the Cody, or when the Bucks and Cody left, everyone's like, "Oh, that's it, you know, they're done." And the next show, the first show without them, we actually drew more than when they were there. Oh wow! And it was like that's that's when you realize Ring of Honor is more than just one person or two right. people. Or, you know, Ring of Honor is a, a core. It's a whole group. It's a whole company. Yeah, it and, and it was a really good feeling. Yeah been around for like what 23 no no 21 years it was 21 yep. yeah 21 years. yeah because i remember years. um when we did the uh, anniversary show we were all happy because me and can drink with us oh yeah <laughs> hell yeah but let me ask you this were you able to check out all in i uh, no, i was actually booked um ring of honor sent me someplace else Oh um, wow! Because because what the thing is, everyone thinks all in was the Bucks and Cody. No, it was it was a Ring of Honor thing. Ring yeah, of Honor. it was That's all Ring you, of Honor. Yeah, they owned everything. So like when, the, when when AEW the, started, like Ring of Honor still owned all in. Right. <laughs> you know that's why they couldn't show all that. And it was pre AEW, but yeah, you had the announcers. It was Ian Rickabani. It was yep. Caprice Coleman. Yeah, and all the, the commentary. Guys, and I believe the camera guys, the there. Yeah, yeah, you could, yeah, because you even you had Bobby Cruz. Yep. Yeah, which, which I 
hands down, today is the best ring announcer. I agree. Bobby Cruz. 100%. Oh, yeah. I, I will I will say that, you know, anytime that I'm going through in my head, like, scenarios that I want to do, I have Bobby Cruz as a ring announcer. I have Ian, uh, Ian Riccoboni and Caprice Coleman calling the match in my head. Just See, I would. They're so good. Yes, I wouldn't mind have Ian Riccoboni come to AEW. When he came to AEW for a little bit to call it like, the Ring of Honor matches, yeah. or Jonathan Gresham, RJ Lethal, whatever. It's like, it felt right. It felt yeah. like cathartic, I yeah. guess you could say. Like, it felt great. Like, he's part of the team. And it's like, it's like what me and Dan talked about last night with Revolution. It's like we had Jim Ross on there on the commentary booth. It's like, no, no disrespect to Jim Ross. I love Jim Ross, right? Yeah. But him now as a commentator, like, you can just tell, like, dude, it's, it's, his it, time as a commentary booth yeah. is slowly kind of coming to an end because he don't know what to call. Yeah. It's no, just he, like, oh, I'm shocked as much as you are. Like, you're not supposed to be shocked. You're supposed yeah. to be calling the damn match. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You're supposed to be calling it. Ian and Caprice are, are the best. Yes, um, 100%. And, like, I remember when I pitched the idea for us to do something um, where we'd interrupt Ian and Caprice and build up something where I'd eventually wrestle Caprice and we'd have Ian get involved and stuff like the office loved it. I'm like, this, oh, these wow. guys are, these guys are so good at what they do, but Caprice can still go. You know, he's still yeah. a great wrestler. He looks great. Yeah. He can and, still go if he wanted to. Yeah. And we told that story really good. And, and I tell, I tell those guys all the time. They're, they're two of my favorite. Like, I think they're the best. Like yeah. when I think of combos and wrestling, the, the kid in me always has uh gorilla and Bobby in my head, you know, but then, now is Ian and Caprice. Like they just work so well together. They know how to put this thing. You can feel the emotion. It fits. It fits yeah. right in. Yeah, yeah they, they, exactly. They, they vibe off each other really good. See, yeah. I'm a WCW guy for life. Yeah. As you can tell my shirt. As you can <laughs> so when it comes to announcing, I always say Tony Schiavone and Bobby the Brain Heaton go perfect. Anybody like, with Bobby was good. Like Gorilla, Mo- <laughs> Gorilla Monsoon, along with Tony, was perfect as well. Yeah. But it's like Tony Giovanni. Tony Giovanni, I will always say that Tony Giovanni was always better than Jim Ross. Yes, Jim Ross and Jerry King Lawler was great together. They were awesome. They, were, yeah. they go great like peanut butter and jelly. But it was something about Bobby the Brain Heaton and Tony, really Bobby the Brain Heaton that, yeah. uh, of all people. Yeah. Well, Bobby, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Bobby the Brain Heenan was just a natural, just a natural smartass. Yeah, and, and that's. <laughs> I'm just. I, I say that with all due respect. No, he was, he was great at. It. He was great at improvs. He had the one liners yeah. and all that. Absolutely. I was. I would say this. So, like at that point, I stopped watching wrestling back in like was it 2000, 2001? Because I was one of the kids. I'm the young one, by the way, in the group in this okay. little group. So back in 2000. I got in trouble in school, right? I got in trouble in kindergarten because I would be the one that would attempt to do the Stone Cold Stunner on my you say classmates. In kinder- you right? said in, in kindergarten? Yes. Like, I, start, I, I started, literally said... I started, wrestling, I started wrestling when you were in kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, hey, like, I'm 29. Thanks, thanks for making me feel... Not only are you drinking Michelob Ultra, but you're making me feel old now because I, I literally started wrestling when you were in Bro, kindergarten. Bro, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I'm sorry. Uh, it is what it is. But then, like, at that time, my mom was like, that's it. You're done with wrestling. You're done watching it. Yeah. Say goodbye to WCW. Like, literally, I had, like, this is the only figure I had left in my wrestling, like, memorabilia was my Wolfpack Sting. Right? Okay, yeah. So, like, I had Scott Hall, which I ended up getting a Scott Hall figure right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, it was pretty awesome. Like, I had oh, both. God rest his soul. Scott Hall, the white and black, the red and black. I had uh-huh. Kevin Nash. I had the giant. I had literally the Starcade 97 lineup. I had Hollywood Hogan and Sting, right? Yeah. And I had that. And like literally all that gone because, oh, my six year old self want to start stone coning stunner everybody named Mama in the, at, at the school playground. When, when we were kids, my brother and I, we'd always goof around. And and we got wrestling taken away from us too, and because uh, because my I put my brothers through a wall. Um, but anyways, um, I'd have to sneak my wrestling. So 
I'm a big well, comic, me too. I'm a big comic book <laughs> fan. So when I went to buy my comic books, I'd buy my wrestling magazines and I'd slide my wrestling magazines into my comic books. And that's how I got, got them. No. Yeah. Dude, that's and then, crazy. And then I got caught because uh, WrestleMania six happened. Yeah. And warrior beat Hogan. And I remember my, my room used to be in the basement and an old black and white TV and my buddy lent me the VHS tape of WrestleMania six. It just happened. He's like, here, you know, I'm watching it. And I, you know, you're trying to be quiet and stuff. And then during that whole match, I'm just jumping on my bed and I'm yelling. And it's like, <laughs> my, my mom opens the door and, and like, you thought I was watching like porn or something. She's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, Oh, the Warriors beat Hogan. <laughs> you know, it's like, Oh my God. Oh, yeah, so she's like, I, I guess I can't stop you from this. Can I? I was like, I guess not. <laughs> you know, so, like, yeah, that's so, still my holy grail to find on uh, VHS, like the actual original release and the like the the clamshell case, the Coliseum video. I still yes, got it. my parents owned a video store when they when I was a kid. So that's sick. Anytime that the wrestling stuff would come, up, my mom would be like, well, "What? What should I get?" And I'd always tell her, like, get this pay per view, get you know, get these pay per views. So, like, anybody that lived, uh, I grew up in a town called Heartland, Wisconsin. So, if you ever want to pick a flick video in Heartland, Wisconsin, rented a wrestling video, I'm the guy that put it on the shelf because my mom <laughs> had no idea what she was. She's like, what, what would, you know, what will rent? And I'm like, oh, this and this and this and this. That's well, cool. I will, I will say this. So, like, back in the day, my mom and my dad were like, they're divorced, right? Yeah. And so at that time, my dad had an apartment. My dad was like, a big wrestling fan, like he will watch WCW, he'll watch WWF at the time, and his favorite wrestler was Scott Steiner. So we, I go to his house every other weekend, and we watch Saturday night. And he's like, "Hey, don't tell your mom." He, she told me about what happened. You stone cold stunning everybody at, at school. Don't do that. Just you can watch wrestling at my house. Just don't tell your mom. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, let's go. So yeah. I watch Sting and all that stuff, and I watch like I think WWF at that point was doing a, a show on Saturdays. Uh, I think it was like WF Battle or something like that. The Shotgun Saturday night. Is that the one? Well, that was after Shotgun. Okay, so after. Right. after. Yeah. So it was like jacked or metal. It was jacked. Or, uh, Velocity. Because I wrestled on no, it. That was, was before Velocity. Okay, so it was jacked. Right before Velocity. It was jacked. Because I remember it went from jacked to Velocity. Yeah. The day, that I, the day I did my Velocity match was the day they changed the name. Oh shit! I, I, I used to love watching Velocity. I'd even set I used up a to VC- love watching Velocity too. I, I, I would just uh, have a I'd have my VCR set to record every Velocity. Like Velocity was on, and then it was like Confidential was right after. Yeah, with with Mean Gene Oakland. So like at my dad's house, I had like all the wrestlers that I had at my mom's house. Right, yeah. and this is my mom's house. Unfortunately, she had passed on, and this house is now my house. Okay, so now. I have all the access to all my past wrestling figures. So I have like Triple H before he was like the game. I have the blue tights Triple H, which is like amazing. Anyway, but yeah, like that was pretty cool. And it's like my mom eventually caught on when Sting came to TNA the second time. So this is like 2006, right? So when he started doing the Joker gimmick? No, this is right before, literally right before pre-Joker. Okay. Okay. So my dad calls my mom and he's like, hey, just want to let you know, Nick's watching T. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> what curse? He, 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 he mentioned TNA and it froze. He, the internet yeah. doesn't want to hear TNA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Nick Nick froze. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm trying to see if I have any more questions before we wrap so, this up. Do, do you have any any stories with Silas Young? Oh, yeah. Um, my favorite story, I'll tell you my favorite story with, Ryan, uh, with uh, Silas. So, Silas and I broke in together. Um, he's like a year behind me. And um, we actually only take, teamed once on the Indies. And then Ring of Honor put us together as kind of like a you know, we're just throwing shit against the wall. Why not put you two together? And it, and it was really good. But there was a time where we were, we were flying to Pittsburgh um, for TV and the Milwaukee Brewers were playing the Pittsburgh Pirates and Ryan Braun had gotten hurt. So they flew him back to Milwaukee to get an MRI in his thumb. And he was on our flight back to Pittsburgh. 
So I remember I had to go take a leak and I'm pissing and there's Ryan Braun pissing next to me, you know, and my wife and I are big Brewer fans. I was like, Oh, but you know, you don't talk to somebody when you're pissing. Right. So I, I come out and I walk up to Salas. I'm like, dude, Ryan Braun's on our flight. And he's like, Oh yeah. They just flown back for some MRIs. He's like, Hey, watch this. I'm like, all right. So they're boarding the plane. Of course, Braun's right up, you know, first class right up in the front. Silas at the time had just come back from a knee injury. So he had his knee brace. And as we're walking past, he stops and he looks at Braun. He goes, Hey, Braun, real men works through their injuries, you pussy. And he taps the, the leg brace and he keeps walking. And the best thing is, Ryan Braun's a wrestling fan. So I'm assuming he knew who he was, but like his face was like priceless. I'm like, Oh, I wish I had a camera right now. This is so perfect. <laughs> that's awesome. That yeah. is super awesome. Yeah, that's like my favorite style story because he just that's what you saw on camera was him in real life. Let's see. I'm just pulling my questions back up. I think I think we're pretty much narrowing the end of this. We don't want to take up all your time, man. I'm sure you, you got some TV shows to watch and you want to go to bed. <laughs> I've been on the road all day, all weekend. So sorry about that. Y'all, my internet was acting stupid yet again. It's, it's like a fucking revolving door. My internet. <laughs> it, it's, it's terrible, but like, yeah, before my internet was acting stupid, I was trying to say about TNA, but yeah, I started watching wrestling back in 2016 yet again. Yeah. And my mom's like, you can't get away from this crap. You can't get away from it. I said, Mom, Sting's on TNA. Sting's <laughs> wrestling. Like, this is amazing. It's like, I guess you can watch it. I mean, you're 12 years old at this point. You might as well watch it. So yeah. from then on, I started watching. Like, I, I got back into it. And at that point, I actually have a disturbing story as well. So SmackDown versus Raw 2007 had came out, right? Okay. And my mom was like... And this is about to be the most disturbing thing I could possibly say. So I have a PS2 and it's a game I've been wanting to get. It was my first, well, first wrestling game I got for the PS2. And she's like, all right, well, I want you to play a game. I think, well, okay, what? Pick a tit. <laughs> what? So like, yeah, pick a tit. I'm like, what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> okay, fine. Right tit. She pulls it out. It's a Walmart bag, but it's wrapped up. She yeah. put tape on. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this shit? Sure enough, it's SmackDown versus Raw 2007. I'm like, Mom, really? Why did you put that on your tit? Like, that's, <laughs> dude, that's so weird. Why would you do that? At least it was in a Walmart bag. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but yeah, um, as we're winding down, before we wrap up the show, we always ask. I actually have one more question before we wrap this up. Yep. Um, since you're in the wrestling world right now, um, if you ever get called back to Ring of Honor, is there like a. <laughs> we lost him again. Dream opponent that you. Jesus Christ. Can y'all see me now? Yeah, you, you were asking him if he has any dream opponent he'd like to wrestle in ROH. <laughs> now he's. <laughs> So, dream opponent in, like, the current ROH, uh, man, I got to go with, with Chicken, Mark Briscoe. Like, yeah. I, wrestled, I wrestled him so many times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would like, be cool. That'd he's, be cool. he's my boy. It was, I saw him at – we went to uh, Jay's funeral. Um, you know, and he was – man, he was so strong, dude. Like, we're all crying like babies, and there he is telling us, like, no, man, like, Jay's in a good place. Like, and he's so strong for everybody, and, and his faith was so strong. It's like, man, I want that, you know? And, and yeah, I watched the funeral. It was, it was, it was hard. Yeah. I'm so, it like, was hard. I'm, I'm yeah. so happy for his, I'm so happy for his girls that are, his girls are doing yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like to see that strength he had. So, so my dream opponent, if I went back, would be, would be one more time with him, just one more go around with him. You know? Yeah. That'd be cool. You know, I wish, and you know, I've spoken about this multiple times, Joey, Nick here. I wish, um, I wish both of them were able to be signed to AEW together. Yeah. It's, you know, we all know the backstory of why, and we're not going to go into that, but I really wish, really wish that 
they were both able to go to AEW together. I think yeah. that would be so cool. But, you know, it, what was cool is they were able to do stuff, like with the FTR and stuff like that. Oh, yes. Um, Those matches were amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's stupid what cancer culture does and all that. A dog like, color match was insane. Yeah, but like... You know, I'm I'm so happy that Mark's continuing on and, and, and continuing the legacy and, and that funeral man was like it, it was it was bittersweet because it, it brought the whole locker room back together again one last time, but it was to say goodbye to a brother, you know. Yeah. But just to see how strong Mark and his family were, because we were there the night before. Um, a few of us were brought in and we all watched the Royal Rumble at, at Papa Briscoe's house, Mama and Papa Briscoe's house. Oh, and it was, wow. It was just cool to see that family come together and be strong, you know, and, yeah. it, and, it, and it helped all of us. And, and my heart, you know, I still, I still text chicken every once in a while to make sure he's doing okay. And he's, he's always such a positive guy. He's so chipper. And, you know, I'm like, all right, man, like it's, you feel guilty, feeling sad because he, he's, he's so in his faith. And so everything he's, He's okay with it. You know what I mean? And, and he's, he's yeah. doing everything in Jay's honor and he's doing a great job. Oh yeah. He's a, a, he actually had a really good match revolution against, uh, a, I'm sorry, revolution yeah. uh, against, uh, was it the varsity athletes along with the Lucha bros? Yeah. I, I don't watch a lot of AEW, but I did watch the, the Mark versus Jay match, uh, Jay lethal. And, oh, the and, tribute oh. match. Yeah. That yeah. one was, that one was tough. And, yeah. That was a hard one. And when we went there the night before, Lethal and Mark were both there, and I gave them both a hug, and I said, Jay's smiling down from heaven, man. That oh, match, yeah. that was literally the perfect thing you guys could have done for him. You know? I, will, I will say, whenever they did the funeral, when Mark got out the chance to speak his eulogy, Caprice Coleman was right behind him, and it was yeah. like, hey, I got this baby. I got this, I got this baby. You good. Yeah. Like, that right there, he was able to speak – down and I mean, yeah, he obviously he's gonna cry. I mean, that's right. my brother. It, it's gonna happen. And to, for him to do that, I mean, that was that was mighty strong. Yeah. I, will, I will absolutely say that. And my hat goes off to him. Uh, yeah, they're just, they're an amazing family. The whole family. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I'm impressed that he got back. He just got back right into it. Just yeah. Well, that's maybe so that, that, that's the way Jay was. Jay would have been like when we all that weekend when we all wrestled. You know, a lot of the Ring of Honor guys we wore the J bands or we wore yeah. the Briscoe shirts, yeah. and it's because that's what he wanted. You know, he would right. want us to go out there and, and and wrestle. You know, now, and do a great match. Now, I got a quick little question for you, since you're we're on the outside of the business, you're on the inside of the business. Mm-hmm. Now, with Mark still holding one half of the ROH tag belts, do you think? In a realistic world, do you think they'll retire those ROH belts in honor of the Briscoes and just create a new uh, set of tag belts? I think in a perfect world, they would. I would. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, because if if you think about when you think Ring of Honor tag team wrestling, you think Briscoes. Briscoes, instantly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I remember Malonis when – Malone says, when we first wrestled the Briscoes, he was, he was nervous because it's, you know, his first time wrestling. And I kept telling him, baby, we'll be okay. Trust me, we'll be okay. Like, you're going to feel it for a week after, but we're going to be okay. Yeah. And then when we were in a program with him, he's like, I can't believe we're in a program with the guys that when you think Ring of Honor Tag Team Wrestling, you think of these guys. They weren't a program with them. So I hope they do. I, I think it would be awesome if they did. Do they? I don't know. If I was in control, I would. <laughs> you know, because that's his... It's them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, uh, this is the part where we like to wrap it up. Uh, if you have anything to say, like promoting wise, yeah. this is your chance to promote before we wrap things up. So take it away. Um, uh, tune in. I have a podcast, actually. I do a podcast Tuesdays and Wednesdays with my buddy Tim Dennis. Uh, it's called Darkness Radio. Uh, you can find it on darknessradioshow.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts. It's uh, We do a true crime one on Tuesday, and then on Wednesday we do a paranormal, supernatural type thing. So I'm a huge hey. paranormal guy. Ooh, that'd be paranormal. an interesting listen. Yeah, it, it, we cover everything. Ghosts, aliens, Bigfoot. Oh, you wow. know, everything you know, it's 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 so much fun and, and and on tuesday when we do is he always does like a serious interview with somebody 
And then he brings me on and we do a dumb crime, stupid criminals. We just make fun of people that do stupid stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a lot of fun. Um, That's sick. Uh, go check out my pro wrestling tea store. It's pro wrestling teeth.com slash beer city bruiser. Uh, I'm going to be releasing my, I just released a root beer shirt um, for, for at live shows, but we're going nice. to the pro wrestling tees um, to go there. Um, I'm on Cameo, so if you want me to, to shout out to you, it's just Beer City Bruiser on Cameo, and then follow me on my socials. Uh, Twitter's at BCB Winchester, uh, Facebook's the Beer City Bruiser, and Instagram's Beer City Bruiser, and then TikTok. I have a TikTok my wife runs. It's Beer City Bruiser. It's basically just my dog. <laughs> like that's because <laughs> I love there my you dog. Go. Roll with that. Well, we did a thing on, uh, on Darkness Radio where we were talking about psychic pets. And just off the cuff, I'm like, I wonder if my dog's psychic. And Tim goes, well, why don't we have her pick some games and we'll see how she does. Well, her first her first game, like the first week she chose games, she hit 80%. <laughs> oh, wow. So we had to do the rest of the season, and she went all the way through the Super Bowl and chose everybody, like winners all the way to the Super Bowl. So I think my dog's psychic. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, thank you so much, Beer City Bruiser, for coming on our show. Thank you for putting on my bad freaking air neck because my internet went <laughs> keep freezing. The one time we got somebody good on our show, and now my internet went act stupid. Uh, <laughs> once again, thank you, thank you so much for being a part of the show. We hope to see you in Ring of Honor. If it happens, that'd be awesome. I'll yeah. be right there, popping my ass off, texting these two clowns in my damn. Chat. Man, 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 we we would love we would love we would love to run it back and have you on again. Yeah, yeah, part sure. two. Yeah, part hit two. Up. Hit me up. We'll set something up. Hell yeah! Sure. Well, like I said, on behalf of of us, we want to say thank you so much for being part of the show, guys. If you like this stuff, please smash that like button. If you want to consider checking us out for all of our older stuff, uh. Go ahead and subscribe and also hit that bell. That way you don't miss any of our content when we upload a video. We got a lot more good stuff coming. So, guys, stay tuned. I want to thank Beer City Bruiser yet again. Go check him out. He's all over the place. He might be in any wrestling show near you. Go check him out. Uh, and for that, this is the sick Nick Venom, along with my two good friends, Stegley Crocker, and Dan, the mother effing man. And once again, because I, I drink Michelob. I'm not cool enough, so I got to <laughs> uh, With that being said, thank you guys so much for checking out this video. Beer City Bruiser and the Water K Fame, we are out of here. Gentlemen, as you know, the ultimate warrior. Fuck it. It's publicly stated that. Damn it, who put that up? Is that $200 an hour? That's all. Oh, me gusta.